we're just three years in our football program, but I want to tell you ahead of time, we're scheduling tough teams as we do in basketball, baseball, wrestling, because we plan, it's our plan to have our athletic program comparable to USC, to Notre Dame, to Alabama, to anybody in time. Welcome to Spark Pod. I think this is episode 18, and this week we've got a lot to talk about with basketball and with some more football rumors and a lot of other sports getting started this weekend. So, Spark Pod starts now. This is Spark Pod. Well, over the weekend, the Liberty Flames traveled to Stetson in Florida, which I believe that's just outside of Daytona Beach, and split another series. So um, the first game, Liberty lost. It was a pretty close game, but it just was, wasn't that pretty. But game two, they bounced back. I guess let's talk about the first game. What all What all did you see throughout that game? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously was close and competitive, but... Not what we wanted. Um, I guess historically, uh, recent history, Stetson split the series with Liberty last year. So clearly, from a coaching standpoint, I think they're doing a good job and know what to expect with us. And I guess having played the pack line every year, the conference teams are going to probably play it a little better than our non-conference opponents. So definitely, obviously, you hate to lose, but still not super discouraged or anything and like this team. Yeah, the so the first game, there's just a lot of turnovers and couldn't hit. There's like a lid on the rim. I don't know why, but just couldn't hit any shots. And Stetson just really made a lot of their shots, which they actually, this entire weekend and maybe even for the rest of the conference play, this weekend they were missing both or, both or all three of their centers. They didn't have any post players down low, but they were still able to, I guess with the size disadvantage, they at least were able to spread the floor and shoot a lot better the first game. Second game, it didn't work as well, but Chris Parker had a terrific weekend. He carried the team. He actually got the team back into the game at the end of game one. He had a career high on Friday, and then game two, Chris Parker just facilitated the offense very well. It was a close first half, but Liberty pulled away in the second half. But the common theme seems to be with these conference games and the way the conference play is set up is the opponent comes out swinging in game one, plays really well, and then Liberty is able to outlast the opponent on the second game, kind of with, I guess, more experience. I mean, there was the series of four games in five days, and um, what's that stamina? That's what that, the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for, just seeming to have more stamina than the other teams. But, I mean, every every series Liberty's played, the first game started off close or as a loss, and then the second game Liberty won pretty handily. Um, what is, Would you agree with that? What, what, what have you noticed through... I guess this weird style of conference play. Yeah, definitely accurate. And we had talked about it in previous episodes about the depth of this team. We felt like this team could potentially run the table in the second game in all these series. And 
just looking at the scores that I have pulled up. I mean, the second game against Lipscomb, they won by 16. The second game against Kennesaw State, they won 76 to 47. And then the second game versus Stetson, they won by 10, which was the narrowest of the second game. So double digits each of the second games. And then you already mentioned it. I mean, the first game against Lipscomb, they lost. First game against Kennesaw State, they only won 69 to 63. And then first game versus Stetson, they lost. So very interesting to see. Uh, this team is obviously, like you said, good stamina, but struggles in the opening games. Yeah, and I know I texted Kate over or during the first game. I was like, I, I officially dislike this style of conference play, <laughs> just the back-to-back and having the, I guess, super home court advantage, you could call it, which, I mean, I guess even in normal conference play, there's still a chance that you're going to lose the away game, but just playing that knowing that there's two games and like losing the first one. I mean, we, we did talk about how I guess it was going to be difficult to beat this team both times, but um, I think also as we were, before we started, Cade said maybe the off season or not the off season, the non-conference season, we got our hopes a little too high maybe for this team. And that doesn't take anything away from what they've done or in the, in the non-conference or how good they've been. But um, I think just what we saw from hanging with the SEC schools and um, just winning some of those games, I think we were a little bit more maybe encouraged because I know we talked about, oh, I think we'll go undefeated in conference play. And obviously that hasn't happened. But um, Liberty doesn't play again. This is another reason I'm not a huge fan of this style anymore. Liberty doesn't play again for two weeks because of the whole Florida Gulf Coast thing. They moved the Kennesaw State game up but they didn't have any game to fill in this weekend, so no men's games this weekend, which is really unfortunate. I know in other conferences, if they have a game canceled, it's like the weeknight game gets canceled or the weekend, but they still have another game on the following Tuesday or Saturday, so it's only like a week in between getting to play versus two weeks. And the next game is another away series against Jacksonville, and they are currently tied for first in the league, so that's going to be a big series before Liberty gets to come back home for our first on-campus experience with this team in the Liberty Arena. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I was just looking at the schedule. So we, and I guess the FGCU series, I believe was supposed to be a home game. So we would have had four home series and four away. But right now we have, have had three, or will have three away series and only one home series in January and then flip to February we'll have two home series and one away so we guess we lost one of our home series which definitely hurts and it'll be interesting because that game as far as presented on the schedule has not been rescheduled and so I wonder if we won't even see Florida Gulf Coast until the conference tournament or maybe not even at all if they lose yeah. in a prior game so that's kind of interesting just a little tidbit there um but I'm excited for the rest of the season. February, a few more home games, so that's nice. Hopefully can finish out strong. Obviously, I think we can finish January out strong, but very excited. And I guess game to watch this week for A-Sun play is going to be the Jacksonville-North Alabama game because right now they're tied for first. So we'll see what happens there as they might split the series or one team wins both. Um, which would really shake up the standings in the league right now. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Basketball is tied for second in the A-Sun, but UNA and Jacksonville are tied for first, the only two teams ahead of Liberty. And honestly, Liberty could control its own destiny by sweeping both of those series, but you don't want to rely on that, I guess, necessarily. Or, Well, I guess if if you're Liberty, you do want to rely on that because you want to go in and win both games. But it'd just be a lot more helpful to have, like maybe if they split the series, then they're 4-2 and two and then there's like a five-way tie for the top of the A-Sun. <clears throat> but yeah, that's a that's a huge series this weekend. And we'll get to this a little bit later, but the home court advantage for, I guess, having the best non or the best conference record really doesn't matter as much this year as they've announced that they're already going to play the A-Sun tournament in Jacksonville. But it still matters for seeding purposes and everything. You still would like to be the top seed and I guess have a little bit of an easier path versus having to play a lot of difficult teams. But yeah, we'll talk about that more towards the end. As far as rankings go, Liberty dropped a little bit in all of the rankings, went down to 75th in the net rankings, 102nd in Ken Palm, 89th in the BPI, and slid from 7th to 9th in the mid-major poll, which still isn't bad, top 10. But hopefully this team can, I guess get back after it and start moving back up the pole. Now, women's basketball has had a terrific season so far. They are still undefeated in conference play. They swept UNA this weekend, and they're on a nine-game win streak. And Kate and I both got to go. We went on different days, but we both got to go see the women's team play, and we also got to see the Liberty Arena. So first in-person, this is your first time in person, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Both of us, our first in-person impressions, what, what what do you got for Liberty Arena? Honestly, it's amazing. Um, the projections are not exactly what I thought they would be. I thought it would be like a more whole court holographic thing, just from what I read, but that's not necessarily true. That being said, it is an amazing and way nicer than Vines, the way that they do the lights and the intro videos and just all the tech stuff that really adds to the atmosphere of a game. And even when they're playing the game, they can turn the lights down in the stands to where the court is brighter and you can see a lot better. Not to mention, I think you're actually closer to the court, just the way the seats are set up. And it's just amazing. And all the different lights and the color display, when even the team's running on the court. Because in Vines, all they did was you know kind of turn out the lights and it was loud. And they had some lights, but nothing like this. So it's just incredible. Um... Uh, it once and it, it honestly, I mean, for the very very limited crowd, I mean, maybe only a couple hundred people. I don't know that was in there. I thought it was loud for what it was, and when that place is filled, hopefully next year, uh, just packed out. Like I think it's going to be an incredible home court advantage. Obviously, we haven't lost at home either way for both of these men and women's teams, but it's just incredible, and I think we're going to have a great home court advantage. Yeah, I, it was really cool to go in and see all of it, see some of the pictures and everything on the wall. The mountains on the one side of the floor along the wall look really cool. And I even thought the section markers were really neat because most places have just the numbers up on, like up above the section, but they have these big poles, like little triangle poles, and it has the section number on it, and it's really easy to read, and it's, I mean... It makes it super easy to find whatever section you're you're wanting to sit in. And then, yeah, I mean, the, the court looked amazing. There's some volleyball coming up this weekend, and I'll be excited to see that what that court looks like too. And 
the lighting was really cool as you mentioned Cade the the intro was pretty neat and the sound and everything was just great and um even even watching the women play I haven't really watched them much this year but I got to watch I watched a little bit of both of their games their first game was on ESPNU and it was, it, they were pretty impressive in both both games so um I think Liberty could have two teams heading for the NCAA tournament in men's and women's basketball but yeah they they had a terrific game, and it was great to see them play in person. I might have to start going to some more women's games because they're also pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. That was really fun and just enjoyed it, getting to be there in the atmosphere. And once it really, once we really get to experience it without the COVID restrictions, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I can't wait to see that where the bleachers go all the way down right next to the court and we can pack it full. That'll be really fun. Make get it'll get loud in there. Just mentioned volleyball. Women's volleyball starts this weekend, and they play Friday at 10 a.m. against VCU in Liberty Arena. I think they'll be allowing fans, probably same kind of capacity limits as the basketball games. If I, I mean that, that's what I would imagine, anyways. So it'll be good to have fans for that, and I mean I'll, I'll probably go to that too. Get some more looks at the Liberty Arena see what the new volleyball courts looks like this weekend. And I don't know if I mentioned they play VCU or not, but that's pretty cool. We'll get to play a pretty well-known in-state school. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I, I do want to go to this game. Hopefully I'll get to. Um, just one thing that's kind of interesting is with the new arena and the volleyball program, got this new flooring. It's called TerraFlex Flooring. It's supposed to be state-of-the-art. Um, it's painted pretty cool with Liberty logo and colors and so that's pretty exciting just more facility enhancements and things to go with our different sports programs so I'm excited to see that I did not know that that's really cool hockey is also I guess getting back in action this weekend they've already played a little bit and they were supposed to have a game this past weekend but I think it got canceled because of, I don't know canceled or postponed because of COVID but this weekend they the Liberty hockey team hosts Long Island University, and they're a D1 NCAA team. And this is on Friday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 3.30. So that will be streaming on ESPN Plus because they're not allowing any fans, which is really unfortunate. But I might have to I might have to stream that game because it's Liberty Hockey is always fun to watch. And this is actually the first time hosting an NCAA hockey team for Liberty. I don't know if it's for any division or if it's D1, but that's that's a pretty cool yeah, I think my understanding of how it works is because Liberty's hockey team is D1 and they play D1 teams, but they're not in the NCAA. And so this would be really interesting to play. Um, and th the way my friend who plays hockey explained it to me is that Liberty is is good and can play NCAA teams is on that s similar level. But just because of like Title IX and the organization they play with, it doesn't count against Title IX. Um, because if it did, Liberty wouldn't be able to carry a hockey team. Yeah, that's what that's what I understood it for is Title IX stuff. I think that's actually applies to a lot of schools that have these club hockey teams because they they have all these other teams. But if they added a hockey team, it would I guess cause some Title IX issues. Moving on to shoutouts for the weekend, uh, my first shoutout goes to Chris Parker. He carried the team a lot on Friday and then had a terrific game 
facilitating the offense as well on Saturday. And, man, he'll just make some cuts and get to the basket, and he'll just blow by his defender, and then there's nobody there. He just lays it in. He makes it look so easy. And it's just been great to have him from Henderson, the transfer. He's senior, that experience and everything this year. Uh, He's been terrific. Yeah, and our second shout-out is Caleb Holmesley who signed a contract with the NBA G League of the or the Erie Bay Hawks of the G League. So that's really exciting just to see another Liberty player who still is getting to play pro, getting to make a living, um, representing the school well. So it's really exciting. And hopefully, you know, as Liberty progressive, we have more and more players that will uh, do stuff like this and represent our school well. Who are they aff- affiliated with? So they're affiliated with New Orleans, the Pelicans. But they're in Pennsylvania, so that's kind of interesting. I don't really know how all that works, huh. but very cool. I do know that they're playing the G League stuff in the Orlando bubble, so I guess he won't be actually playing in Pennsylvania, but that's still really, really cool to see him get that opportunity. My last shout-out goes to Demario Douglas. He was named Freshman All-American as a punt returner, and he had some great punt returns this year, and I think he's coming back. I haven't seen anything heard anything about him transferring so hopefully he'll I don't know if he'll be the punt returner or if we'll take in that other guy coming in that has the two 100 yard punt returns but I mean he was also a fantastic receiver DeMario was so it'll be hopefully he'll be back Um, and I mean those are freshman all-american awards so imagine what he'll be able to do year three year four if he's around that long now we're moving on to the Fan the Flames segment. If we fan the Flames, that means we are for, we agree. If we douse the Flames, that means we are against, we don't like what's happening. So the first topic, the A-Sun tournament is going to happen in Jacksonville, regardless of conference standings. Fan the Flames, douse the Flames. What you got, Cade? Uh, I'm going to douse the Flames because I think one of the best parts about mid-major basketball, a lot of these conferences they the higher seed host games i think it's really fun i think it makes the regular season more valuable and so i'm going to douse it because we won't get to host the tournament even if we're the one seed yeah i'm also going to douse the flames i will admit it is it would be kind of cool like i guess they'll probably i would assume that they would have a neutral floor maybe i don't know maybe they won't but if they have like an a sun championship logo in the middle that would be kind of cool because that's what other conferences, the bigger ones, have. What they play at more of a neutral site, though, usually. So that that's the the one thing, or I guess the two reasons that I'm dousing the Flames is, A, it's not a neutral site, and B, I feel like, I honestly feel like Liberty is a better option. Not just saying it as a biased Liberty person, but at Liberty, you've got, you could turn the Vines into a, a court, and then you also have the Liberty Arena. So you could actually have two games going on at the same time. Although I don't know if they usually do that. I think they usually do that during conference play because I feel like I remember last year we were at a game whenever Lipscomb beat North Florida. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so like I feel like that would be better for logistics and everything. You get to have two separate arenas because I don't know what all procedures are going to have to go into between games with cleaning and everything and switching fans in and out or if they're they're even going to allow fans... I mean, I would assume that's why they decided to have it in Jacksonville. Maybe there's less regulations in Florida. But, I don't know, Liberty, because so, when we were in the arena, one of my friends was talking about that, and we could have used the two basketball courts instead of just having the one. And 
Um, that was a really cool idea, but I guess they didn't think of that. It's just we, we could just run the ASUN. I feel like we'd, yeah. we'd have plenty of great ideas. <laughs> the next topic, Fan the Flames. UCA, the University of Central Arkansas, has announced that they're going to join the ASUN. And then there's a few other teams that are rumored about it, but I guess let's go with UCA first, and then we'll talk about the rest of the teams. I'm going to fan the flames. I think anytime your conference can expand a little bit, I think that's a good thing. And with UCA coming in, the, and the ASUN has announced them, and later there's supposed to be three other schools coming to create an ASUN football league. So I'm going to fan the flames. I'm excited for that. I'm also going to fan the flames. We're both from Arkansas, so we have friends that go to UCA. And, I mean, that that is pretty cool, too, just to be adding another team, expanding the league and everything. Um, I'm curious about all the logistics, how it's going to affect, like, the ASUN basketball tournament and everything, because usually the worst team doesn't even get to go to the tournament since there's an odd number of teams, but I guess this should make it an even number. And then I guess we'll figure out what teams are coming later in the future. But yeah, that's pretty exciting. I'll fan the flames for that. Yeah, it is interesting too. You're talking about normally the worst seed doesn't get to go, but for this year's ASUN tournament, the eight and nine seed will actually face off in the first game. And then the winner of that game gets to go into the rest of the tournament so it's kind of like a buy-in game it's kind of interesting or not buy or playing game that's what i'm thinking uh for the march madness but it's just a smaller version for the asun so that's pretty interesting um especially with uh uca coming in and supposed to be these three other schools to come in and make their football league obviously they'll join in other sports as well so i'm definitely curious to see how everything is going to shape out I'm excited. I don't think UCA, I mean, they're not very good in basketball right now, but I think they do have some history. In football, they're really strong, um, and, and they've announced that, well, they haven't officially announced, but it's been talked about. The UCA athletic director said that eventually their goal of the ASUN Football League will start FCS, but hopefully in two to three years would move up to FBS as a conference, which would be interesting to see with Liberty try to play with them in the FBS or with if it doesn't work out, would they try to go independent? And just a lot of different factors, but that's really exciting, and I think it'll be cool to see the A-Sun's footprint expand. Yeah, I was going to ask about, I guess, expanding on the football thing. Just how will Liberty react to that? How will it affect Liberty? Because maybe the A-Sun would kind of expect Liberty to join the football league whenever they get up there, but... I also think Liberty has bigger plans and aspirations either to stay independent and become one of the best independent teams in the nation or to join a bigger league in fo- both football and basketball. So, yeah, I'll be very curious to see what happens with the football league and everything, um, but it'll certainly be fun to watch. And I think we've also heard rumors about what the other teams are. Um, do you remember what they were? Well, for the three that are supposed to be coming, I don't think. We've heard, at least I haven't heard, who else would be coming. We do know the four Texas schools from the Southern Conference that went to the WAC. And so the Southern Conference is in really bad shape because they've had five teams leave in the past, like, two weeks. Yeah. I remember, I'm, I, don't, I don't have anything to look it up right now, but I remember we talked about two other teams that went along with UCA, but I guess um, we can find that and bring it, bring it up next week. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, 
And, and I would say, too, it wouldn't necessarily bother me if the A-Sun League moved up to FBS and Liberty did join because most likely we're going to win a conference championship you know, almost every year. We'd have a head start on those teams. And with the only being, I guess we'd be the seventh team and with how it's supposed to happen. And so we'd play six games, and then we would have, I guess, you normally play 12 games. And yeah. So we could play those six conference games and then schedule six, like, tough games. And I think that would actually work out really well for us. So it wouldn't even bother me to play with them. But obviously Liberty has very high aspirations in football, so we'll see how all that shakes out. Yeah, I will say maybe joining a new league like an A-Sun or something that doesn't really have big-name schools or anything, that could make it a little bit harder to keep a big-name head coach. So with that, going to transition into the last topic, Tennessee has come a knocking. They fired Jeremy Pruitt, and their athletic director has announced that he's going to retire. So fan the flames, do you think Hugh Freeze is going to take this job? Because obviously they're going to hire someone for the next season. I douse the flames. I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to take this job. <laughs> I I guess, yeah, let's... I'll also douse the flames. <laughs> and... um. You get into your why first, Cade. All right. Well, I guess I have a lot of reasons. I don't want to steal all the reasons. But, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, one, I think right now they don't have an athletic director. And the athletic director, whoever they hire, is probably going to want to bring in their guy. Um, obviously, the NCAA recruiting investigation is not looking good for them. You shared that tweet with me today about how they gave kids Walmart, Wal- or no, McDonald's bags of cash. McDonald's so, All-Americans. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> not bad. Or, I mean, that's not good. And um, not to mention, so you got the AD search going on as well. You have the NCAA violations. And then, uh, shoot, I thought I lost my other reasons. All right, you jump in. Your reasons, <laughs> your reasons. Yeah, it's very, I think, I mean, you mentioned a lot of stuff there. It's very interesting because a lot of Liberty fans and still even a lot of Liberty fans thought and still think that this is the biggest offer for Hugh Freeze. And I mean, I would agree with that. This is the biggest one, but um, like if if we would have, if we would have gone over this a few weeks ago, like if Tennessee had fired their coach under different circumstances, I might've been like a casual fan of flames for that. But I don't think it's going to happen because of all the circumstances surrounding this stuff. Uh, With just the NCAA investigations and everything, it just, I mean, Hugh Freeze has already had his own issues, which, I mean, you never know. We we all think that he's changed. Even I've seen some of the Tennessee fans trying to be like, he's changed, we should hire him and all this stuff. But for a school, that's kind of why Auburn, because a lot of people also were really – really worried that Auburn was going to try to take Hugh away, but Auburn kind of avoided because they're also going through some investigation stuff. So I think that really is going to help with maybe Hugh being casual or not casual, more cautious about possibly taking this. Again, we don't know what I was going through his mind and what the factors are that might make him want to leave or stay. But I just think with all the circumstances and plus an SEC school, First of all, they always fire their coaches way too much. You were telling me the like this morning that they fired like half their coaches in the last two or three mm-hmm. years. 
And then, especially at Tennessee, they like barely give their coaches any chance to do well. So I I just, I don't know. I feel like whenever I I saw that they were firing their coach, like that's the big one. Kind of, we're all kind of holding our breaths here. But at the same time, um, I think with all these circumstances, I think Hugh maybe has more reason to stay. And I guess the other thing that I was going to mention is a lot of his language and rhetoric about Liberty the past few weeks really makes me think that he at least wants to be here another year or two. And, I mean, Tennessee, maybe if they would have waited a year, I mean, they could honestly find an interim head coach, and that would, I guess, make me more worried. But he's been, I saw a video, I think I talked about this last week, where he was talking to the recruits and talking about the future of the program. And he seems like he has a bit of a vision for the next couple of years at least. And so I kind of feel like if they offer him immediately, he's not going to take it. But maybe if they hire an interim coach and then have the position a few years later, they might try. But some of the some of my favorite internet things is – Somebody said, no matter how bad your program is doing in any sport, you always have Tennessee football to laugh at. And then somebody else said, you'd be insane to take that job if you have any future. Yeah, I definitely think it's interesting. And one of my other reasons, I forgot, but now I remembered, (laughs) is February signing day is coming really quickly. And so even, like, let's say Hugh Freeze did get hired, which I don't think, I don't think they're going to hire a coach for a while now just because they're having to find an athletic director first and that could take a while so february sign day is february 3rd it's already january i guess 19th the day that we're recording yeah and so i mean i think that whoever they get they might not even get a coach by signing day and even if they do they're gonna have like a week maybe only a couple days to find or to sign these classes i'm i wouldn't be surprised if you see some decommits maybe even some transfers. I just think it's a bad situation to for Hugh Freeze to come into. And like Caleb said um, that we had been talking about is the SEC in the past two years, they fired. So I guess last year you have Arkansas's coach gone, Missouri's coach gone, Mississippi State's coach gone, and Ole Miss's coach gone. And then this year South Carolina fired its coach, Vanderbilt fired its coach, Tennessee fired its coach and Auburn fired their coach. So that's eight out of 14 schools within two years that have fired coaches. So that's a pretty high number. I mean, that's just a terrible attrition rate. And so you think about Hugh Freeze might want to wait, walk into a better situation, because the SEC is always going to be a revolving door of coaches who can't win there. So it'll be interesting, but I think he'll wait for a better situation, because if he does want to leave and he adds more to his resume at Liberty, then he's going to be able to walk into a much better school and athletic director, athletic director and environment in general. Yeah, and um, somebody on Twitter, his name is Pete Thamel, he said, one thing that Tennessee's presser made clear without directly saying, they are not hiring Liberty's Hugh Freeze. You can't have a press conference centered around the theme of integrity and hire someone with Freeze's professional and personal baggage. And like I said, I think we all believe that he's changed and everything, but that makes a great point about like you can't fire your your coach and get rid of your AD for doing all this stuff and then hire someone who at the last big name school he was at also got fired for similar circumstances. Um, and another thing that's just kind of 
like I, I don't know I don't know what the wording for it is I guess maybe ironic it's just a lot of Tennessee fans have really loved rubbed Liberty fans the wrong way with saying stuff like this is the job that Hugh Freeze wants like this is his dream job and stuff like that or saying that if if the offers out there Hugh Freeze is 100% going to take it stuff like that Tennessee fans just being absolutely certain but now that all this is out there, I feel like that certainty for them at least has gone way down. Now that now I guess we're talking about this Tennessee stuff, but I mean there's still I think this is going to be a recurring theme every year with big name jobs opening up and um, Liberty's going to be like, oh, well here's another big name school that just opened up and needs a new coach. But yeah, with this whole Tennessee stuff, I feel a little bit better now. Yeah, I definitely think it was good and. There's a lot of, I think Tennessee is desperate more than Hugh Freeze is desperate. Um, there was an article I read, and it just says, Freeze is desperately wants this job, will do anything to get it. When his name came up for this opportunity this offseason, it was rumored he was waiting for Tennessee to open because it was number one on his list. So I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, obviously I heard the rumor, and I, th- I think it would have been better had they fired Pruitt earlier, but we'll see. Obviously, Freeze could take the job. Um we're not for sure, but I do think he'll stay just with the, the whole timing of how things went down. And it'll be interesting because Jamie Chadwell, the Coastal Carolina coach, is actually a Tennessee native. So I don't know if that Ooh. will play into them going after him in the season that he's had. Um, Spicy. Also, I like ter- Tom Herman. I think he would do well there. Um, but... It's just interesting, all these different things. Kevin Steele is a name. He was the Auburn defense coordinator. So that would be very interesting. But... I'm just so curious where these people get these things. Like, Hugh Freeze is desperate to go to Tennessee, and this was number one on his list and stuff like that. Like, where do they, they get these things? Because, I mean, I feel like for a head coach, any of the top SEC schools with a little bit – like, Tennessee has a history, but so do other schools – I feel like any of those top schools would be on the top of any coach's list. So I just I just don't – that's what always gets me is where, the, where do they get these things saying, he Freeze wants this job and all this stuff. This yeah. is his dream job. It's also interesting to think too. I mean, yeah, he could go to Tennessee and best case scenario, he could be great. But like if you stay at Liberty and you're great, you can be the greatest of all time. Yeah. And we got a lot to, I guess, just see what happens in the news cycles the next couple of weeks. We, I mean, we've talked a lot about Heath Reeves and coaching this season. I feel like at this junction or at this point in time, this juncture in time, is that a phrase? It is, yeah, it is. <laughs> I feel like we, there's a pretty good chance that he at least stays for another, another year or two. Well, Liberty basketball does not have a game this weekend. It's very unfortunate. But there's still women's basketball. There's still volleyball, hockey going on this weekend. So there'll be plenty of stuff to tune in for, for all you Liberty fans out there. Plenty of events to even go to if you're on campus. I know Kate and I are back on campus in the room. I don't know if it sounds any different or not, but that's exciting. And yeah, happy to be back, even with some of the rules and regulations, and uh, we'll be going to this. I think we'll try to get a guest on next week since there's no men's team. We can, we'll can we get like an older guy on the hall and ask about some of their favorite LU moments or whatever. But any anything else 
No, I think it's good. Uh, definitely be staying attuned to the news around Liberty, Tennessee, and just uh, the conference realignment, different things. But hope you all have a great week and have a great time back on campus. Enjoy your weekend. Go Flames. Join the SparkPod, a better way to hear about your favorite team.